Jazz, crank it up for me. Jazz. <laughs> it's time for some dark and smooth jazz. It's really not that hard. It's J H A S. So you vote for Trump? Oh. Oh. And I like everything that's happening right now. I am shocked. And glad Obama is gone. Wow! And you're black. I'd rather be the cat than listen to jazz and her comments. So you're telling me that Tony Braxton messed up her entire brand on a guy whose mouth looks like it smells like wet nickels? Welcome to episode 12 of the Jazz and Then Some podcast. Now, this episode is going to be just a little bit different. Usually, we jump right into the comment section. But today, we're going to talk about something that has been pressing all week long. It took over all the headlines, got all the publicity, and it would be stupid not to discuss it. So to do that, I brought a friend. Now listen, if your ears are a little sensitive, there is some profanity in this episode. So you might want to put on something else if you got kids in the car or something like that. But uh, this is going to be a really good time and we're going to have a lot of fun. And next week, we're going to be back to our regularly scheduled program. I hope you enjoy episode 12 of the Jazz and Then Some podcast. Okay, team, you know, I always like to bring a special guest just because I like to bring some fresh ideas to the table. You can't just be listening to mine all the time. Otherwise, it's like a diary entry and nobody wants to hear that. So I have my friend, my new friend. I got Jazzy on the show with me. Hey, Jazz. Hey, Jazz. The Battle of the Jazzies. The Battle of the Jazzies. I like to think of it more as like a connection of the Jazzies. Yeah, you're actually you're right, because I think that when Jazzies connect, they just even more powerful. You're absolutely right about that. And we could be like the best West Coast, East Coast duo since, like, mm-hmm. you know, Pac and Biggie, because you're out there in L.A. Tell everybody what station you're on. So um, I write for Room 93 out here in iHeartMedia in L.A. Um, I work as a producer. I produced the night show with um, three other guys, and it's it's so much fun. I mean, we're creating content every day. Also, I'm in control of the blogging and um the interviews, booking guests coming in. So it's a fun ride. But uh, outside of the station, I also have my own podcast that I do called Hot Ass Mess Podcast with me and another friend of mine. And we're just talking about so much stuff, like from the messiest things in Hollywood to the messiest things in our lives. Yeah. But uh, what we want people to take from the podcast itself is how to kind of recharge yourself every single week, like what you're learning. Cause every day we're constantly growing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I'm a, I'm so glad I need to tell y'all that I am so glad that you're on the show and I have mentioned this to you off air, but I got to say it to you again, because I've been watching, I do more watching. Like I, mm-hmm. I try not to cyber stalk, but I do because <laughs> we you, all do. We do. And I wish we could just admit that openly and just be like, look, I'm a stalker. Like I know it's illegal in 50 States, but it doesn't matter. Cause online that doesn't count. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I've been cyber stalking and I'm like, I love your energy. I love your vibe. Even when I, you know, I just follow you on, on Instagram. You're so supportive. I see you always Thank in you. your comments, responding to people. You don't act brand new. You know how it gets funny on the internet sometimes. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. No, my pleasure. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I've always been about being very genuine. Like, um, I, I've been told a couple few times that I'm an actual sweetheart. And to be honest with you, it used to bother me because Generally, I am a sweetheart. However, I don't want people to take that, take advantage of that. Absolutely, they haven't taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, but I just always been such a lover for people. Like I don't agree with what people do 100. Mm-hmm. percent But 
I've always just been the type to where, like, no one should be left behind. Sure. Um, when I was younger, my mom raised me to speak to people on the street, regardless if you know them or not, just say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, she would get so mad people don't say it back to her. But uh, she always just told me, you know, like, they're human beings. She didn't respect. And so yeah. that's just how I've always been. And as I, I could definitely say getting further along in this industry, you learn so much about people not being you. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So. And you know, what's funny. I got to just to speak on that. I was just thinking about it um, more recently and I kind of got into this weird funk where I, I started to feel like my podcast is my own, my show. I have a, a co-host. I co-host with a, a guy from Britain. His name is Petch in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's on Petch and Jazz on Eagle 97.7. And with our show, we are sometimes super petty, but we love people. We do. We genuinely do love people. And you kind of have to remind yourself that you're a servant for the people. And what I've been reminding myself is that I am a servant for people, but to the glory of God. That's what I always remind myself. Mm -hmm. And um, being that that's the way it is, I try to always treat people, talk to people, deal with people like I wish someone had dealt with me. Because when I was growing Uh up, it was very much like you, where it was like, oh, you're too soft or you're too like your sensitivity, your kindness always gets taken for weakness. But you definitely like, oh, my gosh, if you look people in the eye and have a decent conversation with them, if you don't snap at them, especially because we came out of that generation where being from the hood was more popular, I think. I think now being honest. Right. And I think now being more honest and being yourself and living your truth, so to speak whoever you are really and where you really come from is more appreciated where when I was growing up, everybody had to be hard Uh huh. and I couldn't do that. Cause I really, I'm not, I'm not hard. So, like, <laughs> you know, here. so. Hey, I'll try so hard to fake the punk too. Right. But I'm like, no, it's just not me. So it's always nice to see or meet somebody who has that same, that same energy. Um, and I was grateful that I got to meet you and talk with you. So I was curious <laughs> And Jazz, I want to thank you so much for reaching out to me. Like, um, that takes a lot of courage and bravery. I know we all do it. We're all chasing the same dreams. And I honestly am a firm believer that what is out here for us is for us. Amen. Um, if it wasn't meant for us to do this, then we wouldn't be doing it. Right. So I'm just glad that you didn't hesitate and you just follow your gut and you went ahead and contacted me and whoever else you contact later in the future. Like, just yes. don't stop. Thank you, sis. I really appreciate that so much. And, um, man, I'm excited. I want to get your thoughts because there's so much that's been going on. And I was like, mm-hmm. I would love to have you're also you you seem very smart. And I think more than anything that you exude a wisdom to. Like, so when I see you online, I'm like, you're not just nice. You're not just kind. You come off. You hold yourself in a way where it's like you have something to say. And I was really, yeah. really, really excited to get you on the show because so much has been going on, particularly this week. At the time we're uh, doing this podcast, today is May 3rd. So I don't even know what day it is. What is it, Thursday? Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in this week, the reason I can't keep up with time is because mad stuff's been going crazy. It's stuff been has a been... lot going on, but we all know who's taking over all the headlines. Girl, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm going to just start. <laughs> I'm going to just start there. Kanye has been taking over all the headlines, all the publicity that was for anyone else. It's gone. He's got it all. And I wanted mm-hmm. your take on the conversation. So can we back it up and start from the beginning? Yeah, let, let's let's dig into this. Let's do it. Um, a lot of you don't know that, you know, I called Jazz. We were going to we were trying to work this out for a couple of weeks now. But I called uh-huh. you on I believe it was Tuesday because Tuesday you and I had said we were going to get together and do this episode. 
and we were just going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. I was like, hey, just think of some things that you might want to bring to the table because I just wanted to get your take on stuff. Mm-hmm. Prom slays. We talked, you know, just threw some things out. And then on Tuesday, just as I was about to call you, I saw that um, a popular radio host, Charlemagne the God, he's also an author, but he's out of New York, Power 1051. And he dropped this interview that he had been kind of teasing or at least alluding to that he was going to drop. He dropped it on like Tuesday at like maybe five, ten minutes before I even called you. Yes. Yeah. Just right before you called me, too. Yeah. And when I saw it come up, I was like, I want to watch it. So I started watching it. I got into about maybe ten minutes of it. And I said, you know what? This is good. And I have a feeling it's going to take off on its own. And I would rather get your perspective on that. Man, so um, I'm happy that Kanye did this interview in general, by the way. Okay. I think it's, it was really much needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really think that we should all be praying for Kanye. I think that his mental illness that he has is serious. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a joke. Um, so many people were saying that Kanye is just doing what he's doing in this interview for publicity. Okay. Because they have the album coming out in June. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, yeah. But, I I disagree with that, Jess, because honestly, Kanye is good at what he does. He makes music, and even if maybe his last album wasn't the best, mm-hmm. which honestly, in my opinion, I think was one of my favorites. Stop um, it, really? Like, what was that, Life of Pablo? Yeah. And that was on your, you thought it was good? Huh? You thought it was good? I thought it was good, and I, I, don't know, I kind of feel bad to say that, because um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm an old Kanye fan. Okay. Like, college dropout, mm-hmm. late registration, um... I like that Kanye. So when I stopped listening to him, yeah, was 808's Heartbreak. Um, that's just a single Heartless. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I stopped listening to that. My beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. There's a couple songs in there I, I liked. Okay. But other than that, I was like, I'm cool off Kanye. He's he's crazy. I'm good. That's so interesting because um, 808's, uh, 808's and Heartbreaks was actually a lot of people's favorite. Like people I really know. liked and that one. Mine. And it wasn't yours. Okay, Mm-mm. carry on. And you know what? I think it had to be with the production. Because with me, when I listen to music, what draws me first mm-hmm. is the production part of it, like the, the beats, the music. Yeah. Um, I'm all about substance, like lyrics. So you got to be telling me something. Got you. But let's be honest, there's a lot of music out there that don't really have good substance. Like they're just talking about shaking the ass. Right. Or, I'm sorry, can we cuss in here? Oh, yeah, girl. No, okay, it's so, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just, you know, it's all of like that booty shaking music that we all enjoy. Right. But it's that sound, it's that bounce sound. We're not looking to it for inspiration or anything. But when I like to listen to music, if I'm not in like a dancing element, mm-hmm. I like to listen to music with some kind of sort of substance. Got it. Some content. Like I want them to be speaking to me. So um, with 808's Heartbreak, I just didn't feel that. And then the beat itself on the album, even though it was very creative, I just it didn't touch that way. You couldn't get with it. So see, um, I liked I liked that album and I'm not even and I need to clarify when I say album. I mean, the ones that I heard, I thought were live because with certain artists, I don't care enough to do my homework on your entire musical catalog. Mm -hmm. When it came to Kanye West, I always, in my personal opinion, I've never been his biggest fan. I really only stand for like certain people. And by stand, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean like fangirl out for certain people. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got to tell you, Beyonce is one of them. Yes, I'm a beehive member. Me too, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, buzz, buzz. But when it comes to Kanye, I used to date a guy who was obsessed with Kanye and I couldn't get with it because I always thought his mental state was a little bit I always thought it was a little off. Like, And I want to also give just a little backstory to say that 
I myself, I struggle with bipolar disorder. I'm actually very, very open about it because I'm a mental health advocate. Mm-hmm. But still, as a person with a mental health issue and knowing as much as I do know and having advocated for it, for it as much as I have and I'm getting ready to do something in June where I'm speaking um, to a group and, and a whole bunch of people about mental health and mental health awareness, especially in the black community. Oh, that's amazing, Jazz. I Thank you so much. But I just don't feel like that is a reasoning behind some of his antics. I think more okay. so than anything, I think he uses that for publicity. And I think anytime you do that, that's foul because you're not really, you're not really as, and I don't want to say loony or crazy or nutty, but I'm saying you're not really all that you're, you really are trying to show us right now. What you're doing is mm-hmm. you're trying to sell a record. And I can't get yeah, with that. I don't know if I agree with that, Jazz, only because I guess I was trying, my point about the, his catalog or his music was that because of Kanye and who he is and the, the great music he has made already, mm-hmm. people are going to listen to his music regardless. True. Now, like, whether he did these, um, these random rants or not, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have changed his number of sales. But because it's Kanye West, people are going to gravitate. They're going to want to hear from it, whether it's a good album or not. True. So he doesn't have to do all these different kind of stuff to get attention because he doesn't need it. Like, I mean, Beyonce, for example, dropped an album without promotion. And right. she's not the only one to do that. A lot of other artists as well have dropped albums without promotion. It's been done before. True. And if you aren't that that artist, people are going to listen to you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I can agree with you there. I just, I thought he made so much more sense when I was watching the Charlemagne the God interview where mm. I could at least pick out some gems. And then when he went to TMZ, I felt like he completely lost his damn mind girl and, i felt the exact same way and that's what I'll, bothered me yeah same here because i'm like wait a second i see the interview and then literally i don't know it was the next day or it's like an day. hour later like and i'm yeah. like dude what are you what are you talking about that's not yeah. right like and i that's when i was like yo this mental health is not a mental health thing and i don't like when you do that because just being a part of the mental health slash mental illness community um people throw that out a lot like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, people throw that out a lot. And it's just not fair for the people who actually struggle. You mm-hmm. don't ha- I right now do not have the right to go on air and say some wild shit. You know what I mean? Just because I have bipolar disorder. I don't have that kind of authority because the FCC doesn't really care. So they're still going to yeah. find me. <laughs> yeah, You know what I mean? True. They're still going to shut down the show. And I'm, I'm glad that you're so open about you, um, you know, being a mental health uh, advocate. Thank you. Can, you. can you tell me more about that? Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. I So I actually discovered that I had bipolar disorder in 2013 uh, based off mm-hmm. of a suicide attempt. It was like my fourth suicide attempt. Wow. And, yeah. and it was crazy because I grew up in the church and I'm still a very devout Christian. Um, so I'm very a dev- I'm a devout believer in Christ. And I know that he can save or whatever. And he can I know that he can you know, God can do anything. That's that's my mm-hmm. personal belief belief. But he chooses sometimes not to you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time reconciling what people in my church culture were telling me which was girl you're just you're just choosing not to be grateful for your blessings girl you're just choosing not to or a girl that's just a white person's issue and that wasn't true neither of those things were true because I was working overtime in my prayer life I was working overtime in my devotions I was working overtime in church and it wasn't the truth I was still struggling I was still depressed constantly and what I wanted to do was you know um I try hard not to sound like I'm preaching, but I I felt like, Lord, if you give me a platform, I'm going to talk about it because there are people Mm -hmm. who don't know that it is okay to 
to struggle and to work through that and to still thrive and not just exist. So when I hear people throw it out for like mass shootings and things like that, and they're always like, oh, mental health, oh, mental health, oh, mental yeah. health. I get it's a little annoyed. because Exactly. Because it's, it's not always that. You know what I mean? Even though that's a very important conversation that we need to have. I think when you get on live television knowing your platform after you just proved to the world that you could have a great conversation with well put out thoughts and then you get on a, a live television, you get a chance to show your behind and you do by saying slavery sounds like a choice. Sir, really? Because you just yeah. gave so much right and authority to people who think it's OK to shoot African-Americans in the street. And I think that's fell. And you can't blame that. Yeah, on, you can't. A mental health thing. So, so when he said that. I mean, as we all were, we were appalled and shocked. But I was confused because literally in the interview, he had just said that sometimes I think words get in the way when you're trying to express yourself. Right, right. And that stuck out to me so much. I'm like, okay, clearly he was trying to express himself and make a point because Kanye tries to make a point a lot. Oh, yeah. But he has his comparisons. He pulls them out of, like, nowhere. I mean, like, he, what he compares himself to and his analogies and stuff, like, right. it's just out of this world. So, Immediately, I was like, okay, he's not serious because right, right. he's literally trying to just get his point across, but he doesn't know how to deliver it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, ah, did he really say that? No, like, yeah, I'm, and he was really <laughs> serious. And I'm like, dude, you are really bugging out in these streets and you're about to start a firestorm. And it unfortunately is one that's dangerous. I didn't even think it was funny. It's not even one that you can joke about mm-hmm. because we have people that are being murdered and brutalized. I have a a 19-year-old brother. I actually have three brothers, but I have a 19-year-old brother that I'm really close to. And one day he came to bring my mother lunch. Um, She was a teacher and he came to bring her lunch and he was driving her car to do it because he had taken the car, I guess, for the day and he had off and she didn't. So she was working. So he comes to bring her lunch at the school. And what he didn't know was at the school across the street, they had just had a bomb scare. So the cops are kind of patrolling the area. So my brother brings my mom her lunch and the cops surround the car, run up on him and um, pointing guns and everything. And he has to get down on the ground. He puts his hands out. Like it was just so my mother was horrified horrified and she had to keep saying he's just bringing me my lunch he's just you know what I mean and like that broke my heart because here's my brother with a 4.2 GPA with a a full ride scholarship to at least two out of the three colleges he applied for he ends up going to Temple University he's a a football player he's a nice dude you know what I mean no kids Mm. no drugs not hanging out with people doing things right and still just based off of his skin color he's being profiled as a potential threat and all he's doing is bringing his mother lunch that's so, so crazy. when Kanye West says things like this to a platform, to an audience that listens to him, I'm like, you just you just gave so much right to things that you know nothing about because you live in a plastic bubble where you're really comfortable. Yeah. And I just was really uncomfortable with that. So does that affect for you how you view even his music or his artistry now? Well, see, this is the thing. Like, um, and not to like uh, to get off of Kanye West, but I always. I seem like I always bring Kendrick Lamar in everything I say. <laughs> I love Kendrick Lamar. I do too. My, I feel you. He's my everything. <laughs> um, but he has a song on his album To Pimp a Butterfly called Mortal Man. Okay. And what he says in there, he's talking about, like he makes mentions of uh, Michael Jackson and his being accused of raping those, those little boys and mm-hmm. talks about Tupac and all that kind of stuff. But what he says is, when she hits the fan, are you still a fan? Basically saying that do you really ride for me like you say that you do? Or do you trust me on this platform to, you know, be a voice for you guys, even if though I'm not perfect, even though I fail? 
And mm. I love that song so much because it's like, we are all human. We are not perfect. We Absolutely. make mistakes. Absolutely. Now, I'm not bypassing Kanye's comments. I'm not saying we should give him any kind of pass because no way, shape, or form to be given a pass. He may have some kind of mental issues, mm-hmm. but it does not excuse all of his actions. Absolutely. Right. But, however, just because of what he said, I don't think that it should be, oh, no more Kanye, relative to his music, ban Kanye. Like, I don't think it should get that far. Like, me personally, I'm still going to bump Kanye. Now, what if, and that's a really bold statement, and to say that in this culture, in this time, in this climate, is boldness in and of itself. So I want to commend you on that because even though, even though I disagree, we don't have to agree for me to recognize that that's strength for you to even just say that right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it kind of created this divide where it's like, look, either you're going to bump them or you're not. And if you, mm-hmm. if you say you are, then we're done with you too. That's kind of the climate yeah. we're in right now. No, you know it, what I mean? it, it, it is like that because everyone's like, oh, if you support Kanye, they're right now with you. Right. And this is the thing. Everyone's saying like, you know, Kanye let us down, blah, blah. Like I get how he's let us down. And I'm going to say us more so being from um, African-American because he's one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, I honestly feel like we let ourselves down. Because why are we looking to Kanye in general as some kind of savior or God? Just because he calls himself that doesn't mean that we have to believe into that. Well, you know, you know? With, that, I would agree, with that, I would agree with you. And I'll tell you why. It's because I'm not disappointed because I never put him up there to begin with. So you can only be disappointed in someone that you've put on a platform. Um, and I've never felt that way about Kanye West. I've always looked at him as just a man who makes music. I mm-hmm. think if you look at someone for more than what they actually are, that's when you set yourself up to be disappointed. Now, that being said, my, my duality says that if Beyonce comes out with some wild stuff, okay, I'm going to cry real tears. So (laughs) that doesn't make any sense at all. And I understand that. But when it comes to certain people, I've always seen them as just people. So yeah, exactly. That's what I I keep saying too. Like there are just people. They are artists, they're entertainers, but they're still just people. Right. So I guess with me, Jazz, like it really depends on what it is um, that they have to do to make you decide though you know, listen to them all the way. Like, mm-hmm. what's my breaking point? For example, this R. Kelly, the, the hashtag yes, R. Kelly. Yes, R. Kelly, yeah. R. Kelly got some hits, Jazz. Girl. But, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet him <laughs> because <laughs> it is so hard because I like his, I like R. Kelly's music. Child, Step in the Name of Love, the remix is my shizzle. <sighs> like, I'm not Freaking even kidding. in the club. Girl, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Feeling on your booty is my shizzle. your booty. <laughs> Ignition. Thawing all of thawing. It. I mean, I can go all day on R. Kelly. Girl, girl, why did you say throwing and throwing though? Because not that one. <laughs> Please, not that one. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, so um, it sucks, but I have to mute him because I'm not for that. I'm not right. for at all. Um, the sexual, it's sexual trafficking yeah. is what he's a um, part of, really, you know? It, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts a lot. And then, for example, if, I don't know, maybe Beyonce or Kendrick or whoever else, that um, our big names were to come out and say something about Illuminati stuff mm-hmm. because I'm so against that. Like I'm sure. no type of like devil worshiper. So sure, sure, sure. That's not Jasmine. Yeah. Um, I would probably still listen to them. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's not contradicting because what Kanye said was very powerful enough, but I don't think he meant it from his heart. I just, it, it didn't come out to me as believable. Like he, I don't think he wasn't passionate about it because him, 
watching all these slavery movies with us, and we have all our ancestors, our great-grandparents tell us stories. We know that slaves tried to rebel. Mm. They killed the slave owners. They ran away. So, of course, they made the choice to get out. It wasn't like they had no choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, but what what he said to me, and just like, you know, you said you're going to mute R. Kelly because you don't stand for the crap that he's been doing. I feel that way about what he said. I feel that way about Kanye West because I feel like I'm going to tell you, you know, I I came into work the day after he said it. And the fact mm-hmm. that I knew I had to address it on air because it was impossible to maintain integrity as a radio jock at all and not mention it. You know what I mean? You had to mention it. And knowing that I had to, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was really and and Van Lathan hit the nail on the head because for me to be embarrassed and for me to be hurt shout out to Van (laughs) Lathan especially he's on the Red Pill podcast shout out to him yo because I seriously the fact that staring down the barrel of a gun you know what I mean like he's really looking in his eyes and he said what he said and he spoke on behalf of all of us because and what he said wasn't even people are calling him super woke and what he said was not necessarily all that woke as much as it was common sense (laughs) that hurt my feelings it really did what Kanye said hurt my feelings and I was embarrassed Mm -hmm. I felt like when you take your kid, I don't know because I don't have kids, but I, if I had kids and I took them to somebody's house and they acted up, I would feel just as embarrassed. Like you humiliated me in front of everyone. And that's yeah. what I felt like because he discredited what my brother went through. He's discredited what my cousins went through. My father, what he, he's discredited what so many people have gone through with just one like five minutes on TMZ. And yeah, people true. are laughing. You know what I mean? Like people are like, oh yeah, right. Make American great again. And like people are now, they have... They have one up when they didn't need it and you didn't have to give it to them. And so even if you didn't mean it from your heart, you gave it to them, man. You gave yeah. it to them for the sake of what? Because you didn't mean it from your heart or was it because you did want to sell records? And in that case, that raises a whole nother set of questions because it's like you wanted to sell them so bad that you would throw everyone that you stand for under the bus. Because now I have to question you. Now I can't openly support you because if you didn't even mean it, then why did you say it? And Kanye, um, not yeah. Kanye, uh, Charlemagne said that Kanye is a, uh, he's a, a designer. He said, you know that mm-hmm. you, you measure twice so you can cut once. And you're supposed to do that with your words. You know you have a platform. Your platform's too big yeah, to be doing stuff like that. Big. So, yeah, I got to mute him, too. I mean, that's just me. And, and I, wouldn't, I would never fault someone for saying, I'm not going to mute him. Because I feel like you're allowed to make that decision. And for, unfortunately, yeah. we don't give people the option to say whether or not they're going to do something you know what I mean? Right. I mean, you know, like, I may sound contradicting. I just, well, this is the thing. I've never been like a super diehard Kanye West fan. Right. Like, I, right. I, I love Kanye West. But, but not, I'm, not more than like, the if average. If you were to start making music today, yeah. I wouldn't be bothered. Okay. I've, I just never really been like a super like. <gasps> right. Like, no, same. Just, not more than the average person. Like, I like Gold Digger yeah. too, but you know. Yeah. So, that that's one reason. Right. Um, two. Again, like I don't, I just don't really feel like he really meant what he said, and but it hurt a lot of our feelings, and I have, to, and I also thought about my ancestors as well, and I really felt it when uh, Will I Am had came on, yes, the one in America, yeah, and he was saying that you know he was appalled, my feelings were hurt, like I'm heartbroken, right. everyone's appalled, and me and they feel betrayed, and I get it, they feel betrayed more so just because I like ridiculous your stances. But thinking that slavery should be the only reason, not the only reason, it is the main reason why we do stick together. Like we right. do have no choice. Right. Um, so to hear someone step out into pretty much 
say with those comments like that, it's just making it seem like you're not with it. You don't stand with that. Same. It, it made me feel like you think that this is our fault. And we have heard that for decades, that this is our fault, that this is our fault, that this is our fault. And if we stand for the victims of sex crimes or we stand for the victims of mental health awareness crimes or if we stand for anything at all, if we stand for people, then we got to stand for the ones who are saying this isn't my fault either. You know, mm-hmm. Meek Mill is now um, trying to get involved in I don't know if he's getting involved in politics or if it's that he's more just seeking more information about this whole criminal uh, reformation like you know what I mean trying to reform the criminal justice system which I commend either way because honestly if anyone understands it the way he does because he's been on the inside I think that's right. a wonderful wonderful thing that he's trying to do make a difference but that's mm-hmm. what happens you get a platform and you make a difference you get a platform you make your words count for something and that's exactly that's what I do yeah you pick one thing even if you pick one thing even if you don't pick all of them you pick one thing you make your words count and I feel like he has made his words count for him, for him. Mm-hmm. And I can't get behind that. So like you said, um, if he never made another song again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't die. Cause I'm yeah, not, I, mean, I'm, I wouldn't go in a way. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, Oh, where's, where's Colin? Because people are anticipating calling an album. Like before he even came up with these brands, everyone's like, do you have another Kanye album? Like I've never yeah. been like that. About Kanye. No, same. I loved late registration. I had mm-hmm. it as a CD and I used to listen to it on the bus, you know, so uh-huh. I'm a fan, but not any more than anyone else. Um, yeah. So, so it was me. It's like, I can't wait for another Drake album. Yeah, I can't wait for girl. another <laughs> Girl. Um, and honestly, you know, I like a lot of OGs too. Like same. Outcast. Like, so, I don't know. I mean, notice Kanye. I mean, I give him that respect for him to be a designer, to be a creator, a create, or very creative, not creator, mm-hmm. but very creative. Um, I just, it doesn't fade in that well because his thoughts are not my thoughts. Amen. You know? Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, and I've really appreciated, though, that the dialogue has opened up a little bit more because I've had people who are of all races say to me, yo, what do you think about this? And to get a chance to talk to people who are not just black, this does not just relate to. I mean, it does because it was a direct conversation about slavery. But yeah. for people, this I think conversation like this opens the door for more conversation. And I feel like that's what we need. Um even though conversation is kind of scary because people can say some wild stuff and next thing you know, you got to throw hands. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> but if, if nothing else, I mean, it did open because there were a lot of people who are even Trump supporters or Make America Great Again supporters and had to step back and go, wait, what? Because <laughs> you wild. No, that, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I actually asked one of my friends here at work who happens to be uh, Caucasian. And I said, oh. And I didn't ask him because he was Caucasian. I just really just asked his thoughts because he's from Chicago. Okay. And he's like a, he was a big client from what I know. So I asked him, I was like, hey, Steven, just curious. What did you think about Kanye West's uh, comment yesterday? And he was like, seriously? Like, coming from a white man? Like, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm appalled. Like, he's like, I, I, yeah. I just, he's like, there's no way he could say that because. And I, and I, I think. But it's fine to me. He was, he was, he wanted to tell me more. Yeah. But I don't think he wanted to tell me more. And I'm, this is my own theory. I call my own theory sometimes. I got my own idea. But it really sounded like to me that he had more to say. Uh-huh. But maybe because he didn't want to come off a certain way and want to get offended. Uh-huh. But what it sounded like he was trying to get to was like, he's had, you know, like, probably like great grandparents, like, sure. relatives in the past who, of course, maybe like either worked around it, own slaves, who knows? Okay. And so he was just saying that, you know, it, it wasn't like it was it wasn't a choice like that, like as if it kinda had to do sure. with or whatever. Whatever well, he meant. 
I can accept um, that more than I can accept some of the people who are trying to make it a deeper a deeper meaning because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are now like you guys got to get out of your um your bubbles cuz he wasn't talking about real slavery he was using it as like a metaphor because there's so many it's like oh, no. girl I've no. heard some wild no. stuff like he was using it as like a metaphor for the enslavement of black minds and I don't yeah. care what you meant what you said was that slavery was a choice. He said it sounds like a choice. And that was yeah. such a slap in the face to not only our ancestors, but just in yeah. gen- to so many people, man. What a slap in the face. Because uh, so we so often hear that people do think our ancestors were weak. And that, yeah. oh, if it was me, I would have. If it was me, I would have. I, I hate people say that because, no, you don't know what you would have done. Exactly. You weren't living those times. Exactly. It's so easy to say that. Like, we could speak and say that sometimes on like today's age, like when it comes to like, you know, minimal stuff, like, oh, if I was in an abuse relationship, right. I, I would have got out. But you, you don't know. know. You really don't know. So, oh, man. So, yes, um, that was an interesting week. And I'm really glad that week is over. I feel like... Uh, well, oh, not over yet. I mean, today's just Thursday, so... Ugh, good point. Ugh, we don't even know. And I'm yeah. I'm already tired for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing I want to ask you is, um, what did you think about the memes that came from it? Hashtag, if slavery were a choice. Because that went viral on Twitter, and Black Twitter had a field day. And I just wanted to know what your thoughts were because some people were actually upset about it. They were like, what he said was not a joke and this is not funny. And I get it that we make things funny all the time, but this is not one of them. And I wanted to know your thoughts. Um, girl, I'm, I'm 100% the same way. Uh, no way should this have been turned to a meme. Okay. At all. Okay. Like, and, and it's just because the internet always wins. They always got to take it there. Yeah. But uh, no. This is this not this not a joking matter. This wasn't a meant to be fun or played with. Right, right. Um, we shouldn't even think if it was a choice, like because you already know what the outcome would have been. Right, it wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. Yeah. See, so for people to play around like that, and I mean, I I guess some of the memes were like the face, the face expressions, like you know, did he just say what he just said? Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. I wasn't a fan of it. That's why I didn't retweet it. I didn't even give a lot of energy. To be honest with you, I didn't even know much about the meme until someone told me, you just can't trending. I'm like, no. Mm. I, pur- I purposely blocked myself from that because it's just negative energy. I don't want it. I'm all about protecting my energy. Got it. So I try my best to not even look at that kind of stuff. You know, honestly, I got to get on that level because I'll tell you, the internet really stresses me out sometimes. And by the internet, I'm referring to particularly Twitter. Twitter mm-hmm. is a great place sometimes, but it really gives me a lot of anxiety. So I'm actually glad you said that, that you do... You did have to protect your your own energy and preserve yourself from that. Now, when it came to those memes, I know everyone's going to hate me for this, but maybe this is where I'm a little backwards because I thought they were hilarious. And the only reason I thought they were hilarious was because black people have been taking pain and putting it into song and putting it into uh, comedy for centuries. In fact, back in in slavery times, you know, slaves used to sing while they worked. And um, I, I... thought that people who were jumping on other people for making jokes about it would have been similar to those who were in the fields like this isn't anything to sing about but you have to remember well this is and by you I mean generally speaking people don't always know how to process their pain as yep, eloquently as you and I do you know what I mean yeah, so point. so if I work at let's say I don't know Walgreens and I work around people who don't understand why I'm so angry and then I get on Twitter and at least I get to release it there I will I, you and I just happen to be in a position where we can talk about these things. We can have dialogue about them with other educated people and we can do it on and get paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, so 
it's it's totally different. But like if I work in a, an environment or if I live in an environment where I can't do that, I might jump on Twitter and make a meme or two, you know, like, but, but no, you're right. And there's nothing wrong with that, Jazz, um, because you're right. People do shit probably laugh at their pain. Yeah. And honestly, you always should have seen this coming because a lot of things that are in the negative turn into a joke. I mean, that's what we have sent sure. comedians. Sure. Sure. And have to laugh at the pain because there's no other way of getting to cope. Over it. Right. Um, and couple, I'm not gonna lie. Couple of them were so kind of funny. Like, Some of them were funny. It was, it was this one in particular. Well, two in particular that I like. It was one with um. So, did you ever see the movie Twelve Years a Slave? Yes, yes, I okay. did. I know, I know what you're talking so it's, about. It's, it's called West, but you're on that. It says Twelve Years a Choice. That's so like, yeah. yeah, that was kind of funny. And then there was one where um, it's a it's a black lady with a glass of wine in the in like in heaven, uh-huh. and pretty much. Looking down, like shaking her head, like her ass just looking like. Oh my god, I saw that one. Yeah. So I mean, they were kind of funny, but it was just all right. Enough is enough. Because sometimes people take it overboard. Yeah, I I would agree. I would agree with you, Jazz. I am so glad you were on the show. I could not wait to do this episode with you in particular. I appreciate uh, you taking this time. I know you're at work, and thank you so so much. Can you just uh, just tell people where they can find you at? Because they need to be following you. If they're not following you, then we not friends no more. Because well, (laughs) first. Jazz, thank you for having me. Um, you were fucking amazing. Oh, and my just, pleasure. No pun intended. Like, real shit. You are dope as fuck. Um, I really hope we get a chance to meet in person and become BFF forever. Oh, we will. No, we definitely <laughs> but, um, will. Thank you so much for having me. Anyone listening right now, you can follow me at I'm Jazzy. That's I-M-J-A-Z-Z-I-E-E on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find me everywhere. Um, awesome. I'm Jazzy on all the social media platforms. You're awesome. And don't forget to listen to her podcast. It's Hot Ass Mess Podcast. Hot Ass Mess. Can you, where can you find it? 100 that? with you guys. Yes. Where can you find it? Um, on iTunes or on iHeartMedia app. Awesome. I'm going to make sure I put that so that everybody can know where they uh, can find you. Jazz, thank you again. I really appreciate you, sis. Thank you, Jazz. And of course, team, you can always find me at J-H-A-S-W-I-L-L-W-O-O-D. That's at Jazz Will Wood. And I'll see you next time for more of Jazz and then some.